You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Like we always do about this time. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. All right, man, let's go ahead and get it popping. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast live, live edition, man, coming to you uh, from the Hawks Beat Studios <laughs> in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, same, uh, same, same setup, same process. You know how we do, y'all. Uh, I got my guy on with me today. He is the purveyor of the three-point conversion. He is a jack of all trades, Mister. Uh, he's everywhere, man. He's got people in different cities covering WNBA games, covering NFL games, man. Uh, good friend of mine decided to come on to the show, chop it up with your boy, uh, Raphael Haynes from the Three Point Conversion. What's up, my man? What's going on, E Dub? I'm glad to be here, man. I appreciate you for inviting me. No doubt, man. It's like uh, he's been on the show with me several times, but uh, I've never given him the feature. So I had to I had to break down and give him the feature. And, uh, you know, the other guy was stealing his airtime. So, you know, I had to had to bring him on to the show. Hey, man, I, I thought something was wrong with me, man. I, <laughs> I, it, man. I don't know. I'm going to up the <laughs> Yeah, man. Me and Raphael go way back, man. And uh, good dude, man. Good hustler, man. Uh, go ahead and let the folks know where they can find you on the social media, man, while I get all this stuff tweeted out. Right. Yeah, definitely. Me personally, and um, well, get that. Follow the company. <laughs> Three Point Conversion, um, all social media outlets. Um, Facebook, the Three Point Conversion Facebook page. Also, um, check us out every, if we're in Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta show. So every, um, Saturday morning at 10 a.m., you can um, go to the radio, 1100 a.m., the three-point conversion sports lounge from 10 to 12. Also, we're on iHeartRadio. Just uh, look up 1100-WWE. And then uh, my YouTube channel, the three-point conversion. Make sure you put the. And um, then me personally, Mr. Controversy. I'm sorry, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Controversy 21. And that's... um. Twitter and Instagram, and then Controversy Raphael on 
You no Facebook. I'm sorry. So YouTube forces <laughs> the three point conversion. We everywhere, man. We everywhere. That's part of this business, man, is getting to all of the social media networks and posting your content on everything, man. I'm, I'm tweeting out my stuff, as a matter of fact, right now as we're talking. Um, first things first, man, I almost forgot to get my banner up here. And uh, boom, there we go. Yeah. Shouts out to uh, the Brianna Taylor family. And I said... I would be remiss. I would never do another show without taking at least 30 seconds to bring some attention to the inequalities of black folk. Um, Breonna Taylor, her murderers have been out for at least 140 days, and we really just want justice for her. I would say the WNBA has done a tremendous job in their search and in their voice for uh, getting justice for not just Breonna Taylor, but just speaking out to them. So uh, I, we got platforms, man. We got platforms, so we got to start using our voice for that. So uh, that's going to be the banner. That's going to be up today. So y'all tune in. Y'all going to check it out. Y'all going to see. We understand where we stand. Um, first and foremost, man, we're going to get into some NBA talk because the NBA is back. Like, and I say that kind of with a question mark. It's back. <laughs> it's kind of in a... It's kind of in a, a, a summer league setting, man. What do you? Let me get you. We're going to talk a little bit of Hawks because I got a Hawks fan base. So I'm going to ask you a couple of Hawks questions. But uh, what are your thoughts on the season, man? Like in this new look now. Well, first of all, um, they need to arrest the killers and murderers who killed Breonna Taylor. It's funny you have that because that was going to be my answer to the first question. <laughs> <laughs> let me get that out the way well, not out the way but make sure we put that out there so we're clear yeah, yeah um, the nba man it's you know i, I really want to see what it looks like with tnt i caught a little glimpse it looks better the way tnt is showing it but man nba tv boy i, I thought i was uh Thought I went to my son's uh, <laughs> game. The way that it was, it was, was kind of hard to get used to. I'm not going to lie because, of course, I want to see basketball and sports. But at the same time, it, it just, you know, it's hard to get used to. No fans. Just, I mean, I don't know. It, it's just, you, you see that they sitting at the seats like that. Somebody's... Uh, at somebody's home studio, like they're watching a movie or something. It just, you know, everybody on a bench. It's got a summer league feel to it, right? Like it feels like you're watching summer league and then it's like, okay, these are the scrimmages and it's going to be really weird because now it's like, okay, like now they matter. Like the games matter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. I wonder how, how will it affect the players? And then how will it affect just the fans and, you know, we're watching it. You talking about it's a game or a crucial game, but you don't hear any cheering. <laughs> like it don't seem right. You hear you hear the DJs in the back. You hear the DJs in the back, like playing the music, and it's just like it's really it's, it's like it's odd because like like how are the players going to continue to react? And I'm thinking like once we get into this once the league starts rolling and we get into the playoffs and it's like game six of a playoff series. And it's like that whole time where the crowd is like pivotal, like what's that going to look like? Right. (laughs) Knowing that, like I said, knowing it's a critical game and San Antonio need to win this game to get in. You see pop in a, um, in a polo. 
like, what? So, you know, game seven, you feel the energy, you feel the fans. I mean, you feel all of that, but now you won't get that. So that's weird. You gotta adjust, man. You gotta adjust. You know, it is what it is. The game is the game. Uh, I want to ask you a few clocks questions before we get into the NBA, man. Uh, last week, a week, a week or two, uh, they unveiled the new unis. Um, I'm kind of old enough and go back far enough to when they introduced the unis before the unis. So I kind of remember that. Uh, just real quick, man, what are your thoughts on the Hawks' new, new digs, man? Yeah, I thought they were dope. Um, it's nice. The, I'm not going to lie. Maybe that's just because our background, where I'm from. and But that Jordan logo, boy. It's cold, ain't it? <laughs> uh, I didn't get a chance to. I wasn't paying attention. I'm so busy being media. So I'm, you know, putting it out there. Hey, the, the Hawks um, got the new jerseys and everything. And I missed out on getting the, you know, on Twitter, they were letting people get their own jerseys made. And then send a picture with it, with your name and everything. So, but they dope. They're dope, man. I, I like it. Yeah, man. I saw that too, and I, I I put my request in, man, and they sent me my picture back, man. So I don't know if they just got backlogged or they didn't hook up with your boy, man. But it's all good. They... <laughs> At a certain time, like it was like I, I saw it late too, and I'm like, but it was like you know we're gonna do it from this time to this time. So yeah, yeah. It's dope though. That was dope. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, the the unis are dopes. Uh, looking at the roster for next year, and I did a pod on this probably about two weeks ago about free agents who I thought would kind of mesh with this Atlanta Hawks basketball team. Uh, from a standpoint of what you see this roster needs, like what are some of the pieces that you feel like this roster really needs going into next season? Well, they need a bench score, somebody to come off the bench and just – fill it up you know somebody get points like we had that in jabari when jabari was uh when he first got there before he got hurt right and then he was out but we need somebody like that that can come in and instantly give you know six seven quick points you know and buckets yeah man and maybe 13 to 14 even 15 a night you know somebody they can rely on um also just looking at their roster, they need, and I think they should wait, but they need a two guard who's going to be aggressive, a score. I love Cam. I, I love Cam, but they need, and if he doesn't become this, they need somebody that's very aggressive, a score that can take away the pressure off the tray. Because John, John is really not, he doesn't score the ball, basically. Like, you're not calling plays for John. Mm-hmm. But so everything is on train. But if you have another player that all right, we have to focus on this guy, and you can leave Trey open for threes. He can drive, then dish out Trey, you know, for an open three or anybody else for that matter. It that's what they need. So I don't think they get it this off season because he's still under contract. <laughs> so who's the guy? Who's the guy you're looking at? <laughs> Mitchell. It makes sense to bring up Donovan Mitchell. Bring Donovan Mitchell. It makes sense. Um, him, Trey, and John are tight. You know he's definitely tight with Trey, but he's tight with John as well. So all mm-hmm. of them tight. Uh, he probably want to get out of Utah, especially with your boy Rudy out there. So they don't. They're not vibing like that, man. Which is crazy. Like I mean, right. sometimes yeah. it's just like that, though. And I know Utah. I know Utah probably going to make a big um, offer to him, but I don't think he want to 
I mean, let's be real, man. This is we're, we're good, right? Yeah. We're, we're, he, he's in Utah, bro. Like, <laughs> young black man in Utah, like. Yeah. Anyway, I can't. So why wouldn't he want to come down to Atlanta, be with his homeboys? That's the league right now. Yeah. And then uh, play with a young team. He still can get paid. And man, they could be something special. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I echo those sentiments. I said that, um, and I kind of alluded, I had last week, I had um, my guy Antoine Smith from uh, Smitty Sports Machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, he's a good dude, man. That's the first time I ever like met him face to face. Oh, yeah, I had him on the show, whatever. Good dude. Um, and we talked about this. And then and I, the thing I love about Smitty is Smitty has, like, he don't care. Like, he'll come up with, like, the craziest scenarios. He'll be like, yo, man, they need to go get Giannis. <laughs> like, like, and he just, like, I, but I love that about him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just really outside the box. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think they need some uh, scoring. They need some defense. They definitely need some shooters. Um I think that knowing last year, and you cover, you were out there covering the games with me as well, seeing the drop-off when Trey went to the bench, it was like, man, dude couldn't take three minutes to get some water. It was a huge drop-off. So I think backup point guard is definitely an issue. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, Kevin Herter or Cam Reddish next year, who would you, who would you start? That's hard. Like, you want to start a young guy because you saw him – you saw him lighting it up at the end. He got his confidence up. But Kevin Herter is just, I mean, he's solid, man. Like, yeah. Because if you t- if you ask me who would you rather let go, I would say Kevin Herter. Yeah. But to start off the bat, I still was I still would start Kevin. Me but too. The thing is, Kevin, and if this becomes a problem, if he's hurt next year, then it's like, all right, Kevin, you something got to happen, man. But yeah. He's always injured. <laughs> But Kevin, man, like if he was healthy and when he's healthy, he's more he's probably more aggressive than anybody else on the Hawks team besides Trey. Definitely. Um, and he can shoot the ball. Uh, but I like the fact that he drives as well. And he, he's like mm-hmm. a jack of all trades in a sense. He could do it all. He really is. Like he's got the moniker and the title of kind of like a shooter, but he's so much more kind of than that. I, I echo your second sentiments again. Um I like her starting, and it's not because I think that he's better. I think that Cam would excel better in that six-man role, like right now at this point in his career while he's still learning the game. Have Cam come in and play against that second-tier um, that second tier talent in the NBA, and I think he can really excel. Um, but, I mean, you look at the roster. I mean, they only got like eight guys on the roster. Right. So, I mean, they have to – they, they got to bring in a lot of bodies. They got to bring in a lot of bodies. So, um that will be remain to be seen as far as who they bring in, as far as the roster is concerned. Um, a lot of talk on Trey Young and, and John Collins, and uh, there were some people talking about the of maybe trading John because you didn't want to pay him any money, which I thought is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, what is, in your opinion, the next step in the maturation for the combo that is Trey Young and John Collins? Well, I still see that. I mean, they work together. It it works. John averaging twenty, uh, and Trey averaging twenty nine, basically thirty. It, it works. I think when John, if he ever gets, and I know, I know, um, LP doesn't. Coach Lloyd 
I know he doesn't preach this, but he preaches three-point shooting. But if John gets a mid-range jump shot, if like if I see him, I promise you, and he might be mad at me, but I'm and the thing is he like he already added like the he already added the range it's like he added a little that little corner three he likes it's pretty decent for him but if he could like perfect like that top of the key you know shot a la like zach randolph a la horace grant where because he's gonna have to space the space the court with clint capella coming in now because clint ain't gonna shoot no threes so john's gonna have to do a lot of spacing but i'm with you man if you can develop like a nice pick and pop from like 16 or 14 watch out like watch out so that'll work it, it like you said for spacing and then just him alone because now they have to honor you now you develop a pump fake this that's that's an easy dunk right there yeah no doubt and uh for everyone choking us out on instagram not instagram on facebook periscope and twitter uh shoot us your questions man we're talking little hawks now but we're going to be talking a little bit of nba in the bubble if you have any nba questions go ahead and shoot them to me and we will get them answered i got my guy Raphael from the three-point conversion on with me and uh we just chopping it up man because that's what we do this is what we do when we're like not on air getting content like folks don't understand like even when we're covering games, like our conversations are one big just sports talk show. That's what we do. And uh, that, that that's why, uh, you know, we do what we do, man. Uh- this segment is brought to us by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry shipped quickly to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. You can get the Tillman's Trinkets and Things from our website, thehawksbeat.com just click on their banner Tillman's Trinkets and Things shout out to our guy Jonathan he's done great work he's made pieces for my daughter for my son for myself check out the folks over at Tillman's Trinkets and Things um, I want to ask you this and we're moving from the Hawks to the bubble um, there was news I think it was earlier this week or at the end of last week your former coach Thibodeau, your guy, <laughs> Chicago, uh, signs on to be the next coach of the New York Knickerbockers. Uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, on the Tom Thibodeau hire, man? I think they have the right coach. One thing about Tibbs, Tibbs going to um, get 100% out of his players. Now, they might run out of 100% by the time. <laughs> by the time they done. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get them to play. Like most coaches love Tibbs. And the funny thing is, even that spat with Jimmy Butler, that wasn't towards t- Tibbs. Yeah. Um, but Tibbs is just that player's coach. You love him. He's going to go hard for you. You know he cares about And he's a great guy. I got a chance to meet him and not even cover media. This was just – I was at a game, and I got a chance to meet him and talk to him. So he's real cool, um, level-headed guy. But um, I think it – a good move. The problem is, can he get other coaches, which I'm pretty sure he can, other players, which I'm pretty sure he, he should be able to to vouch for him. And when I say vouch for him, as far as bringing other stars to New York now, you know, because now if you're a star, you're going to get your shine. Like you said, we, you're going to get all the opportunity your little heart and your little legs can handle. Because that's one thing we know about Thibodeau. That's what he's going to do. But it's just now he's going to have more of a foundation 
You're going to play defense. Um, and again, he's, he's been in big games. He's been assistant coach with the Boston Celtics. So he knows what it's like, knows what he has to do, get to the finals. He's been to um, the NBA conference finals with the Bulls, a young Bulls team at that. And that's the, that's the major key as far as you got a coach now that knows how to deal with superstars. You give, give him the right superstars and build a team that he kind of wants and he, He'll get you there, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think people forget how good. And I was watching an old NBA game last. Uh, I don't know if it was week before last. And it was that old Chicago team. I think it was the year uh, Rose had MVP. And folks forget how good that Bulls team was, man. I mean, Jimmy Butler. I mean, it was just like that was a squad, man. And D Rose was just an animal. My gosh, he was an animal. Um I think coach, I think Tibbs can coach. Uh, I think he has pedigree. He's won in this league and he's bonafide. I, I think he's bonafide. Um, here's my thing. The Knicks have had good coaches. The Knicks have had good coaches. I thought Mike Woodson did a good job for them. I, I mean, I don't think they gave really Fizdale much of a chance or an opportunity. He was kind of a dead man walking. But the one common thing with the Knicks is not been the coaches. It hasn't been the roster. It's been that man, James Dolan. That man cannot get out of his own way. So I don't think the question is if Tibbs can coach or not. We know he can coach, and we know that he can uh, win basketball games in the NBA. It is what is the marriage going to be with that and Jim Dolan, you know? And Dolan's the guy we got to worry about. <laughs> you ask any Knicks fan, Dolan is the guy that you have to worry about. Uh, I don't think that Tibbs is a good GM. I, I, I think he should just stay the coach. I don't think he need to get any of that that dual uh, coach GM stuff. I don't think anyone's really built for that except for Pop. But uh, as far as just a coach, I think New York has a pretty solid uh, coach as far as Tibbs is concerned. But here's the thing with Tibbs. Tibbs doesn't back down either. That that's nah. He left Chicago because him and um, – I can't, I don't even want to think of his name. I GM <laughs> there, and it wasn't really Reinsdorf, but it, it was the GM. And, Paxson? No, it was, um, I can't think of his name. Start with a G. Oh, okay. Garland, I can't think of his name, but I'm glad because, like, he gets, I could see him right now if I just named, tip my tongue, but he he wanted his boy to come coach. Yeah. And Tim, not Tim Floyd. He wanted, um, who coached after Tibbs? Who came after Tibbs? After Tibbs, it was no, it wasn't Tim Floyd. It was um, it was the other guy. I can't think. I'm looking dead at him. He like he drank milk <laughs> when he, uh, on a when he coaching instead of the Diet Coke or the Coke, he drinking milk. <laughs> oh, but that's the boy. So yeah, he he actually he actually pulled a um, uh, the other GM Jerry. Uh, I can't even nobody's name. Not Johnzo, but Jerry Krause. Krause. He he chose his boy over over um. Tibbs and you know you had something going. Think about it, man. The Bulls had they were, they had a best record two years in a row, mm-hmm. two years in a row, and Rose got hurt and they still was competing and still yeah. doing what they were doing. Uh, but the a farmer, Garfield, yeah, yeah, um, GM he 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 couldn't deal with him so. And New York is not the GM; it's the owner. And the owner wants to he wants to get his Jerry Jones on. He want to be all up in the videos. Uh, want to be all. 
Yeah, and Tibbs, I know Tibbs, like at first he'd be there, he'd be cool. And like I said, he's a good guy. It's not like he's going to cause a lot of rah-rah, but Tibbs won't back down. And Tibbs, okay, this is what I need to have. This is what I want. And I guarantee you that happened in the meeting. So we'll see, but we all know that he can bring a young team and get them to the point where they need to be. And I think this is probably the right coach to get them there. They needed a big name coach. Yeah. There's a chance, but. I think Fizz would have done a good job. I mean, it was just like that whole he's thing with name. he's not a and he's not a big name, and you know how New York is. They've had yeah, coaches. and because it's New York Knicks, Dolan feels like he has to. This not working. We gotta get him out. Unless we have a big name, we gotta get him out. Yeah, and I don't think he's all about winning. I think they're about sales. So. Yeah, we're gonna see, man. We're gonna see. Um, Moving along, you know, I want to ask just a few another quick hitters before we give out some NBA awards. Uh, again, this is the Hawksbeat Podcast, episode number 31. Uh, the live edition, I have my guy, uh, Raphael, from the Three Point Conversion, uh, along with me, about to talk some NBA. And um, a little blurb in the news, uh, Kyrie Irving, man. Uh, Kyrie Irving was in the news for donating, I think it was 1.2 mil to the WNBA. You know, both of our outlets, we cover uh, different aspects of the NBA. I cover the dream. You cover about three or four teams. And um, just wanted to get your thoughts on Kyrie, man. I think this is a big move for him. Yeah, it's, it's dope. Um, big move for him because everybody always see him in the light that the media, media portrays him. Not players, the media. The media always portray him as a bad teammate. Like, you can't be a bad teammate and be the vice president of the NBA PA. Like, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So he's not a bad teammate, uh, but they try to portray him as this. And even with the situation happened through um, for the bubble and he voiced his concerns, they took it and ran with his concerns, not everybody else's. But either or, it's good for him. It's, it looks good for him, but it's not about him. It's the fact that what he's doing and – about the WNBA and shows that he cares. He loves basketball. That's a good gesture. No one else is doing that. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm a big, I'm a big, I mean, over the past couple of years, I've gotten more and more accl- acclimated to the WNBA and it's a good product, man. Like it's a good product. I think they have issues because they have really no middle class when it types of players, it's just like, you got your stars you got to drop off, and then you got the mother girls. Like, I think that's one of their issues. Another one of the issues is they don't get marketed well. And for a league that is supposed to be hand-in-hand with the NBA, um, I don't think the NBA does just – I don't think it does it justice. But the NBA as a product in of itself, I think it is great. Um, I think that they are doing probably the best and the absolute best job as far as speaking out on social justice um, as a unified front. I mean, they're from their coaches to the players, to the organization, their signage. Um, and I don't, I'm sure you saw this, but after each game, when you're in the media, you get printouts of um, stat sheets and different things that happen during the game. When the dream, they uh, sent out their stat sheet, post game stuff before the first thing that came off, was a paragraph about Breonna Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I just thought, like, that was just dope. Like, they're about this business, about social yeah. justice. I saw that, man. I noticed that the other day. Um, I was checking email. I saw it. And it's the first thing I saw it. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. I saw you put it out. I saw it on your page. And then when I looked, I'm like, yeah, this is 
This is dope. I'm gonna tell you, I know this pandemic is horrible for a lot of people, but like I've always said, it's been a blessing for other folks as well. It's been a blessing for me and my family, but I think it's a blessing for the WNBA because now there's nothing to watch. But with this, everything that's going on with social media, and you know, again, they need to arrest the cops that murdered and killed Breonna Taylor. You look at everything that's happened and the way the WNBA, they don't play when it comes to standing up for justice. You know, they're 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 second to none, you know. So to have that, to have them use their platform from that already is dope. But then when you see NBA players go ahead and they're promoting them and bigging them up, it's a win-win situation for the WNBA. And I think they will be able to grow. And then the fact that they, they're getting good rookies now, you know, coming in the league and playing like Kennedy, she she's a beast. Yo, she's gonna be for real, bro. <laughs> I call you Iv. She mommy Iverson. But even with um, and the uh, the number one pick had a good game last night. I think she dropped like thirty. I can't pronounce her last name. Like Ionesco. Ionescu. I'm sorry, Ionescu. Yeah. Okay. Thirty-three, seven and seven. Her second game. You know. Uh, but it's a lot of young players that are good. Of course, Asia, she's a beast. Uh, but so the league is going to a um, going in a, a great direction, even with uh, what's her name from Minnesota, from Minnesota. Um, Maya Moore. Links. Maya Moore. What she was able to do to get get my man out of jail finally and out of prison. So they're making headlines off the court which yeah. brings attention to them. And then when you start to see their good play, they're going to be fine. Yeah, slow progress, slow progress. But uh, big fan of the NBA, big fan of what those ladies are doing, man. And um, shout out to all of them. Um, let's get some bubble talk in, man. NBA bubble talk. Uh, the league is officially starting tonight, uh, which is kind of weird. kind of still has kind of a summer league feel to it. Um, as this restart begins, and there's still – working out the seedings for um, the playoffs. Uh, let's start with some sleeper teams, man. Give me a sleeper team. Uh, give me one in the East and give me one in the West uh, that you think would be kind of a sleeper team. It's kind of flying a little bit, maybe under the radar. Uh, if you got one um, team kind of really nobody's talking about. So with the East, I don't know if they're a sleeper team because of, I mean, I say watch out for Indiana. I think they can make a little noise, but, the sleeper team because everybody feels like they haven't woken up yet and they're still asleep and they won't wake up, wake up because of the two players they can't coincide and play with each other. It's Philadelphia. I think mm-hmm. Philadelphia is a team that if somehow, which I think you can because in the bubble is no distractions, but if you get um, Ben Simmons playing, but not only Ben Simmons, but you get um, if you get Embiid, playing to his potential, which I think he will. And then you have Ben Simmons, and then they have a lot of other players. You, you still got Al Horford there. I don't think – I think – because I always say this, you know, right now in this bubble, right now, you can only – and I always say this for the playoffs too. If you don't have superstars, you can't win. Definitely. This is – beside – so you think Clippers, you think um, the Lakers – Maybe Houston, but I don't think Houston has enough around them. And then you think uh, Philly. Now, we know that um, 
that um, Giannis is a beast, you know, so, I mean, he can take him by himself, but that's my point. If those two play well together, then you have Al Horford, uh, you have all of those other players they have, veterans, and, man, I think they can, I think they can beat them. Yeah, I, I, um, I like that pick. I like that pick. Um, the thing about Philly is I'm still, and, and I love the combination of Simmons, and I love the combination of, of Simmons and Embiid, and I just, I feel like they're just waiting to take that next step. You know what I'm saying? Um, Ben Simmons got to start shooting some threes, man. Like, he got to start shooting some threes. But, like, I mean, I mean, other than that, like, I mean, if that's the worst people can say about you, like, it is what it is. So but. I have a question. So, <laughs> they moved him to power forward. Do you think that was to give him an excuse now? Like, all right, you don't have to take threes because he's a power forward? Who, Ben Simmons? Yeah, so they moved I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> because we're in a league now where, like, if you're a center, if you're a five and you don't shoot threes, people look at you crazy like, you don't shoot no threes? Like, where do they do that at? You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're in a totally different era. Uh, I'm going to tell you my sleeper team in the East, man, and that is the Miami Heat. I don't know exactly what they're capable of, and the reason that I have them sleeper is because I'm a big fan of Jimmy Butler. I'm, 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 I'm a big fan of Jimmy Bucket, just how he approaches and how he is able to get the guys around him galvanized you're gonna swing you're gonna sink or swim with jimmy right oh, yeah. and the guys in minnesota they, they 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 sunk because they were like man he was i guess they looked at him as like an old school dude like but like he has the ability to lift up the play of everybody they got a bunch of shooters on that team i really like the tyler hero kid um they still got dragons coming off the bench and that's a team like if you sleep on them they may be able to grab a series i'm not saying they can make a deep run but that's, I think that's a team that can maybe even steal a first-round series or something and, and make a little noise against a, a, one of those top-tier teams, man. But, um, yeah, man, big fan of Jimmy Buckets, man. Big fan of Jimmy Buckets. Yeah. How about – go ahead. No, so I'm, I'm with you, I, I believe. I don't know why Philly let him go, but I'm, I'm with you. Jimmy, that's, my, that's like size Westbrook. That's my favorite player in the league. Um, I Only thing I don't think about – only thing that worries me about Miami, because I like Bam too. Bam is a beast. oh, Bam is a monster. We didn't even talk about Bam. Like he's a monster, right? But do do they have enough scoring when it counts? I don't think so. That's, that's <laughs> the only thing. They're, they're great and grimy. Yeah. Know? Do they have enough scoring when it counts? That's the only thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bam, Bam Autobio is a star. I don't know how I overlooked him, but he is, he, he is, he's just, I mean, he's big, he's fast. I remember the last time they came to Atlanta and he was just eating down low. <laughs> he must've had like 67 rebounds that night, man. Like he was eating. The Hawks had no, pro- it was nothing they could do with him. He was just eating. And uh, yeah, man, shout out to Bam. Uh, let's go out west, man. Who, who's your sleeper team out west? Oh man, that's I've been saying this on the show everywhere, and people have been slamming me, or they were slamming me at first, but it's Portland, man. I, I, Boom. So that's what pick. But let's go ahead and discuss it. <laughs> I mean, they've been injured all year. Dame, Dame is like seven, eight games. Um, he went through a stretch when they were losing. You bring Carmelo in, he was getting in the groove, but you know, then um, of course Nurkic wasn't there. 
Who was the guy that just came back? I keep calling him. It's not Turner. Uh, you talking about the big? Yeah, the white guy. Um, I can't think of his name, but um, he was big. He was big in Portland last year. Yeah. When they had, yeah. He played defense. He hustles and he can shoot. But they um, so he comes back. Nurkic comes back. Carmelo is smaller. Dame is healthy. You got a uh, Hassan Whiteside is going to clean the glass. Got yeah, McCullum. But what we just say? What, what was I talking about? Superstars. Mm-hmm. With Dame, Dame is a superstar. He's clutch. He lives for these moments. But then you got a mellow. Now you got Nurkic. Remember, they went to the Western Conference without Nurkic. Yeah. Nurkic, Whiteside wasn't there either. My only problem with them that I worry about is how they're going to play, how Nurkic and Whiteside are going to play with each other. I think they can, though. But now with Nurkic, you, you can – it's not just running plays for CJ or Dame. You could run a play through Nurkic. I mean, you might not run a lot, but you could – because he can post up, he can pass. Man, I'm telling you, Lakers – It can be – I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying that the Lakers would lose to them, but it would be one hell of a series. I <laughs> If it's one team that can beat the Lakers in the first round, it's going to be Portland. It's Portland. I, I, I agree. Dame Lillard is – Dame and CJ is unquestionably my favorite backcourt in the league. Uh, over the Splash Brothers, like, that, that is my favorite backcourt in the league. Watching Dame and CJ, like – I remember I think the last time Portland came to Atlanta, Dame didn't play – but CJ ate enough for both of them. <laughs> he, he ate enough for both of them. I'm a huge CJ fan. I love just watching them play. Um, Dame plays with a quiet anger that I just love. Like the whole thing. Uh, and it's crazy because I know you're a big Westbrook guy. So was, I wonder how you see, how do you feel when you see the, the both of those going back? Because I know you like Westbrook and I know you got Lillard too. So. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of hard, man. I was rooting for Westbrook, but I knew it was like Dame killing him. Like I couldn't say anything, man. Dame is that guy. I've been following him. Like when he first came out of college and before he started to play, I was, you know, I started reading about him and watching him and watching his tape at uh, Weber State. So to see him blossom like he did and just take over the league and then watch him grow. And this year, I mean, he was averaging eight assists a game. That thing is as high as ever. Seeing Dame get assists, but now you're getting Nurkic back. You're getting, you're getting a smaller mellow. And like I said, you talk about superstars. It's maybe two teams. Like I said, um, I think Philly also, but Clippers and Clippers aren't really as big, but Lakers, they're big. Like nobody in the West right now can match up with them. That's the biggest team in the league, man. But now that you add Nurkic, and then you have Whiteside, and then you – I can't think of the white guy's name. That's, that's my guy. I can't think of his name. But you, you bring him back in, and, um, you, I mean, you have depth. You have height, you know, so you're not going to get pounded with, you know, on the rebound edge or you play defense. They're going to block shots, especially Whiteside. But Nurkic plays defense as well. You got it all. You got scoring. You have it all. So, just think, this was a team that went to the Western Conference Finals last year. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. And they're about to get the AC because people say, oh, they have a four-game lead. Remember, I think the rules are if you within four games, then that then that caused you to be in a qualifying game with that team. So, you don't have to 
have a better record than AC. Just if you're within four games, you're going to have a qualified game. Yeah. So more than likely, Portland's going to be in that game with Memphis or whoever else. Yeah, I think it's uh, Portland, Memphis, and yeah. I think New Orleans are kind of all waiting for that last. They're all fighting for that last spot. Uh, it's going to be here. Yeah. Is that? Phoenix is trying to. They they're in it still, but I don't think they'll make it. Yeah, I, I don't I don't give them much of a chance. <laughs> like when you see Phoenix out there, you be like, well, damn, they could have sent the Hawks out there. <laughs> but. This segment is brought to us by a welltogetherman.com. Make sure you check out a welltogetherman.com. It is a website for men that deals with grooming, fashion, entrepreneurship, and fitness. They're good friends of the Hawks Beat. Shout out to our guy, Rufus Addison. They do a great job over there. Make sure you stop by today at welltogetherman.com and be one of those men who are leaders, not followers, men who take care of themselves, and men that have some self-respect. Shout out once again to a welltogetherman.com. Um, who is your MVP for the season, man? And there's really not a wrong answer. I and mean, the debate is, you know, between Giannis and a lot of people talking about LeBron. Um, I know I've heard some people mention uh, the beard, James Harden. Uh, who do you got for MVP this season? Giannis. And I know last year, E-Dub, when they got on me, but I was right. <laughs> So last year, you know, I kept saying throughout the playoffs, you know, I, I don't think Giannis is the top five. And everybody, oh, you tripping, you crazy, you, you, MVP. <laughs> you MVP, but I don't think he's top five. Like, not for just this year, just in general, I don't think he's top five, you know, with all the players in the game. And my only, you know, the reason why I said it is because when it comes to playoffs, you get, you get exposed. No jumper. All you have is the move where you're going to basically – go 100 miles per hour, spin and dunk or whatever. But if they find a way to stop that, what else you got? He had he got exposed last season. Yeah, he had nothing else. So that's why I said he wasn't top five. And I, I, I knew he would come back with a vengeance. And sure enough. He did. Shooting jumpers, better leader. Even He's even stroking that three ball a little yeah, bit now. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's a credit to Coach Bud. Right. Um, you know, Coach Bud, that's one thing he does. He knows coaching. Like, Coach Bud has been coaching in this league yeah. for over 20 years. Coach Bud has championships sitting alongside and arguably the greatest coach in the NBA. Hey. Like, he knows what he's doing on the game of basketball. No disrespect to the Hawks, but I'm kind of glad to see him. Like, it'll be good to see Bud with this team, too. But I'm just glad that he's with a team now that have that that has that superstar and has players that now you could his coaching matches what he has. And yeah. think about it, they have a lot of nice players, but roster wise on paper, they, they don't look like a championship team, but that's credit to coach Bud and that's credit to Giannis. And going back to Giannis, I mean, right now he's doing everything. He, you look, you look at his squad you look at what Houston has, you look at what LA has. And, and um, I think Milwaukee still has the best record, right? Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. I know they play in the East, but still. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think he's MVP. I, I, I agree with you. I, I had Giannis, too. And if, if somebody said LeBron, like, I wouldn't bash him. Like, I mean, he's definitely made a case. I mean, for him at his age to lead the league and assist, and you're not even technically like a point guard, <laughs> like, you know, he, he. I mean, that dude, he, he is – 
it's like the Michael Jordan rule because like you could get you could give MJ the MVP every single season, but you know you gotta I guess they felt bad they had to give a couple out to you know Barkley and Malone and all the other ones, but uh, Giannis is well deserved. You take Giannis off that team and they are a forty win ball club. Um, he is that good. Um, I mean, shout out to Chris Middleton as well. He he's a a guy a lot of people don't talk about, but he is an important guy. If they're gonna make any type of run. It's going to be because of Chris Middleton. Giannis is going to get his, but Chris Middleton is that X factor. He's that guy, the other guy who can get his shot off. He has to make the shots, and he's that X factor that a lot of people aren't talking about. And um, Chris Middleton, his game is nice too. Like people sleep on his game, but his game is like you look at his face. You, I mean, <laughs> real, you like, no, he can't ball. Nah, he ain't no baller, man. Like, yeah, I'm like, yo, this dude is not that good. You know how you got that player? Hey, and then you keep on saying it after he just get bucket after bucket, and then you look at the stat sheet when the game is over, like, damn, how he get 24? Like, <laughs> uh, Chris can ball, ladies and gentlemen. But um, yeah, and back to LeBron, you say like at his age, even forget his age, man, he's still averaging almost 26, if not 26, 10. And seven. This yeah, like one of his best years ever. Which is crazy. Like we haven't seen like that type of longevity, that type of domination in that longevity since uh Bean, since Kobe. Because Kobe went up all up until the end. Kobe was still putting up over twenty something points a game. Mm-hmm. But LeBron is just I mean, that dude is he's a <laughs> cyborg. <laughs> He's a cyborg, man. Uh, how about coaching, man? Who do you got for coach of the year, man? We're giving out awards. Who you got for coach of the year? Coach Bud. I mean, coach Bud. Yeah, again. Why Why not have them both win MVP and coach of the year again? Like, they they their team didn't get any better. Yeah. You know, um, I don't see any improvement. So, as far as I'm saying, like, personnel-wise. Mm-hmm. So, that man can coach. He, he yeah. can coach. So I really think that he's um, he should be coach of the year. I mean, you can look at Doc. The reason why I would say Doc, because I mean, you think I like Doc, man. I love you know, Doc. Low management. <laughs> uh, been, not Lou hadn't been hurt, but um, uh, what's my man George? He been hurt. Um, like, come on, man. So, yeah, and they still winning and. So I love Doc, you know. Yeah. So uh, and then um, your guy in L.A. Why? I mean, why not put him in a discussion? Yeah, you got to put him in a discussion. I'm always the coach, you know. Yeah. He has talent, and people we thought, oh, he's just gonna be the guy. They're not they're gonna play some. Nah, look what he's doing. I mean, you have LeBron, but still, what? You still got to go out there and coach. Yeah, and I like I like Lou, but what other coach has LeBron had besides Spolstra that has done what he's done, and you know with LeBron. And I mean, you have to give him credit because usually LeBron doesn't have the great coaches. You know? Yeah. But um, yeah, I like those. Maybe even Spolster. Like I said, Spolster is my guy. He gets no credit at all. Either. None. Yeah. That dude can coach. And, and and I always talk about when you go back and you talk about those Miami days <clears throat> and the the job he did with that Miami team. And people always be like, oh, you had the big three. No, you don't understand. Just because you put players together doesn't mean you're going to win basketball game. I mean, look at the, the, when Lakers brought in Carl Malone and all them cats. They didn't win the championship. Mm-hmm. But Spolcher not only had those guys working well, 
he got the prime LeBron James to like when he put LeBron on that block and you know had like those were the best numbers in LeBron's like mm-hmm. career like shooting wise when he learned how to like play on that block pass out of that he learned the spacing and um I mean Spolcher is a beast like he he I mean he don't he don't get his just due man he don't get his respect respect put some respect on Eric yeah. Spolcher's name. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you a t- who a, a guy of coaching, and he's probably not gonna win, but I think he did one hell of a job this year, and that's Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan for OKC. Because if you would have told me that you're gonna throw away Russ and you're gonna bring in all these young guys, you're gonna bring in uh, a CP3 who you really don't know if he's gonna be motivated, because you know coming from the situation in Houston, he's gonna be playing with a bunch of young guys. They got picks for the next three to four years, man. They got so many picks, but they didn't wait for the picks to come. They started balling out this year. I think they're like maybe even a five or six seed. Uh, Chris Paul's playing really well. Our guy Dennis Shooter, <laughs> former ATL guy. Uh, the other guy, uh, who's the young rook they got there? Um, Alexander, I think. Uh, he's not a rook. Or, or, yeah, yeah, Shay. He's a, he's balling, man. Like, but what he's done with that OKC team. I think deserves a little bit of credit, man. So shout out to Billy Donovan. I agree with you, man. Um, I forgot about him, but yeah, Billy Donovan is doing his thing. And it's funny because I never liked him as a coach. <laughs> I just thought he wasn't the right coach, but see him do what he does. I still don't think he's that coach that can get you over the top. Mm. But in a sense, this was kind of like college. I mean, he's at young guys and not really superstar players. No. He knows how to coach. That's what he's. That's what he was doing in Florida. Yeah. Oh, to see him do that now, and you, man, I, yeah. I think it's pretty much unanimous that the rookie of the year is uh, John Morant, unless you have somebody else differently. Who do you do you think anybody else deserves uh, that that rookie of the year award other, outside of Ja? No, but I, I need to make this claim on here as well. You remember when Ja asked? Remember when Ja? was saying that um, he don't care about the rookie of the year. Yeah. I asked that question, y'all. I just want everybody to <laughs> know that. Everybody, but it's a quote. You can take the quote and do what you want, but I asked that question. That was my question. <laughs> I asked him. Yeah, they didn't give you no respect on that, man. Uh, they didn't yeah, give you no respect yeah, on that. Uh, but, uh, and that happens all the time. Folks don't understand, like, when, when you're a mid-level, I'm not saying mid-level, but we don't have the respect oh, yeah. of the ESPN. So guys like Raphael, guys like myself, guys like our guy Terrell of, of, of you know, all of his, his outlets, we get in there and we be asking questions with the big dogs. They'll take the answers from the questions we ask. They'll cut out our name. They'll cut out the mic flag. They'll cut out everything. And all you'll see is their, the, the sound bite. Yeah. of the answer of something that the guys who are trying to be out here hustling for the love of the game, not giving us our credit, man. That's happened so many times. Not just mid-level, you mean independent. They don't Yeah. independent. That's what it is. Independent. Yeah. Yeah, but no, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think John Morant. <laughs> um, I know everybody want to say, you know, what about Zion? Man, he played 30 minutes in the whole season. So Yeah, did he even play 20 games this year? Right. You can't, no, you can't give yeah. that. But um, yeah. I, um, John Moran, he, he doesn't play like a rookie. And for what he's doing, and that's another coach that um, should get coach of the year. What's my man's name? His last name, Jenkins. Okay. We family, right? Yeah. 
I gotta look up his name. But the Taylor. Time, Taylor. What is it? It's Taylor Jenkins. Yeah. So now you he's from the Mike, he's from the Mike Bullenholzer tree. Yeah, you see that name, Taylor Jenkins. <laughs> I remember I was looking like I asked a guy, so you know, I wasn't used to so I'm like, we're, we're interviewing him. I'm like, hey, what's his name? Taylor Jenkins. I said, no, the coach. <laughs> who's what's the coach's name? The, the assistant. Taylor Jenkins. I'm like, no, who's the coach in Memphis? Who we interviewed? Taylor Jenkins. What name Taylor Jenkins? Yeah. And for those of you who do not know what we're talking about, if you see or if you hear the name Taylor Jenkins and see what Taylor Jenkins actually looks like, uh, you might be surprised. You might be surprised. <laughs> what? I, I Good dude, ask, though. I want to ask him badly, did he have any black or somebody in his <laughs> hey man, I remember. Uh, I think I asked Jamelia this question years ago when he was on the coaching staff here in Atlanta because uh, he was one of Bud's assistants. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. And uh, yeah, because he's from Bud's tree. It, it was uh, Bud, it was Taylor, and uh, Darvin Ham, yeah. and uh, another guy, uh, the guy who was coaching out in Brooklyn. Who, um, anyway, and I was like looking at the sheet and like, who's the Taylor guy, like, where's he at? <laughs> Jamil's like, he's out there. Like, where? I'm like, oh, okay, that that's him. Hey, right, so yeah, like that's that was my introduction Wait, introduction said, to him. When she said, "That's him," you like, no, not Darvin Ham. That's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. But shout out to Taylor Jenkins, man. man. Consideration as well, man. That's a young team. A yeah, young team. Nobody gave. I think we gave. We gave OKC more of a chance than that. We didn't give OKC nothing, but we nothing. gave more of a chance in Memphis. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I'm going to get you out of here on this one, man, this last uh, last one, man. I appreciate you for joining us uh, this evening, man. Got to get ready for these NBA games tonight, man. The season is back. Mm-hmm. I got with me my guy, uh, Raphael, of the three-point conversion. <clears throat> um Lakers and Clippers tonight, man. Clippers going to be a little depleted. They are going to be without Lou Will. Uh, we didn't talk about Magic City Tinkerwing Gate, but going to be without Lou Will. Uh, had to go to a funeral, and so he's got a quarantine for a little while. Same thing with Pat Bev. Uh, so they're going to be kind of without their starting backcourt. Um, what can we expect tonight, man, Lakers and, and Clippers? We know um, Montreal going to play. Montreal's, I mean, Montreal's going to play hard. So um, that's the thing with the Clippers. Like, we talked about Doc Rivers. No matter what. You, you still got um they're gonna come to play you got pg you, you still got Kawhi, so you got montrez still playing um they're gonna play hard they're probably gonna compete i won't be surprised if they win i mean clippers always play hard but i, I definitely want to see first i want to see if ad gets hurt that's my guy from chicago but that joker always get hurt always always if there's something to flying in the air, like have him put on some glasses because it might get in his eye. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I want to see them play. I want to see Jr. You know, Jr. had a, a great scrimmage the other other day. Yeah, like seven threes, like seven for seven. Bruh, the Lakers have Jr. Smith and Deion Waiters. Like, what cut? What 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 an amazing time to be alive. <laughs> So that lets you know that LeBron, we talk about these certain players, but LeBron is comfortable with having these players because he's so used to, he know where they're going to be. He know what to expect. So, um, but I think it's going to be, um, 
I forgot they're in the bubble, so it's not gonna be as what you think it's gonna be like with the crowd. And that's what I hate. So think about it now, you know. We can't we won't be able to see them play, say if they make it to the conference finals. It means nothing. Just think if they were playing at home, so they wouldn't have to travel. And they mm-hmm. were playing both in Staples Arena. Yeah. That'd be crazy. But they're just gonna like play them and like it's gonna, gonna be. Yeah, it doesn't matter if they make it to the conference final. Two LA teams. It doesn't matter. They playing in Florida. Yes. So, um, but I mean, we'll see. I, I'm still gonna watch it. I I want to see if the intensity is picked up or will pick up. You know, because it is a regular season game. I wonder how hard they would go at it. I wonder if they will be affected by having no fans and you know mm-hmm. no cheering. So. But I, I think it still should be a good game, man. So I'm Definitely. Good. At the end of the day, these guys are still professionals. Right. I don't think the average person understands what it means to be a professional basketball player. Like, it'll be weird, but trust me, they will adjust. They will play hard once, once they start. Look, because the one thing that these guys have in common and the one thing that has gotten these guys to this level is their ability to compete. And I think we undermine that sometimes. But, I mean, we saw how these guys competed at an all-star game when money and pride was on the line. You know what I'm saying? They was playing for charity. But, I mean, I love – by the way, I love that new format of the all-star game and everything. I hope they do that next year too. But we saw the competition. And I think at the end of the day, that competition is going to supersede any lack of fans that aren't there. Because at the end of the day, these dudes want to win, bro. Like, they want to win. If they're in a gym playing against each other and it's just nobody, they want to win, period. So, couldn't you imagine if Rasheed Wallace, Gary Payton, uh, maybe Michael Jordan, uh, Charles Barkley was playing or something like this where you can hear them? Yeah. Now in a bubble. You know how they always talk mess <laughs> and KG. Come on, man. KG playing in a bubble? We can hear every – oh, my God. That would be – yeah, did you hear that? Uh, did you see that cut that clip of Carmelo when he got that rebound and he was like, Hell up out of here! Like, he was screaming at his own player to get up out of there, and he like makes the dime, makes a long pass to his guy, scores, right. A, right. scores yeah. a bucket. But I would have loved to just see in a quiet gym with KG. Because that dude, man, he loves to talk. Mine, get out of here. Got him. Like, he is just – he never stops, man. That would have been great. Him, Sheed, and Gary Payton. Hearing Rasheed talking about ball never lies. You heard them <laughs> over the fans. Yeah. Uh, but, man, you know, uh, like I said, Gary Payton, you know, GP always talk noise. So, I would love to hear GP talk noise during this time. Coming up to uh, court talking mess. So, but yeah, man. Yeah, that would, that would be a treat, man. Good, I can't wait. Let the folks know where, where they can see you again. Let the folks know uh, when the show comes on. You got anything coming up this week? And uh, let the folks know what's up. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on again, man. Appreciate it. Um, and then next, make sure we want to make sure they arrest the um, killers and murderers who killed and murdered Breonna Taylor. Also, um, you can fo- follow me or follow the Three Point Conversion at Three Point Conversion on all social media outlets. Check out our YouTube channel, the, the threepointconversion.com, and it's the number three, not spelling three out. Also, um, check out the Facebook page, the Three Point Conversion Facebook page, and then uh, we have our show, the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge, 
every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. locally in Atlanta on 1100 a.m. WWE. Also, we stream live on the Three Point Conversion Facebook page. And um, you can find us on iHeartRadio. Um, you can find a podcast as well on iHeartRadio on the Three Point Conversion iHeartRadio station. Also, me, Mr. Controversy21 on Twitter and Instagram. I don't have no Twitch yet and none of the other stuff, but on Facebook, <laughs> I'm Controversy Raphael. So uh, make sure you check me out. And again, man, appreciate this, man. This is fun. Love it. Yeah, man. He's all over the place, man. But that's how you got to be when you're independent, man. I appreciate, you know, the hustle and the grind. I'm sure we're going to talk again. I appreciate you coming through. Uh, as always, you guys know where to catch us on Facebook and Twitter, Twitter, Instagram. We are at Hawks Beat. Uh, subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcasting platforms, Spotify, um, Stitcher, Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever podcasts are sold, uh, you can check out the Hawksbeat podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five-star rating or else we will think that you are a hater. We appreciate Raphael for joining us today, man. Until next time, uh, like we always say, man, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. If you don't know him, you need to find him and show him love because that's all he's showing you. L-O-V-E love. See you next time. Peace. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.